0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick. Well, the Warriors finished this road trip 2-2. and They beat the San Antonio Spurs on the second night of that back-to-back. Nice on them. It was a good win. Everybody is happy. Everybody is feeling good. Steph, again, busted out with another pretty amazing performance. I mean, he only scored 32 points, but just the level of consistency and the gravity that he creates on the court, how he allows so many of his other teammates to get easy layups because of Steph drawing two, three guys. Other dudes, they just roll, they slip screens, all the stuff. I think Steph should be up there top four in the MVP race. After the first Spurs game in this series, talked about how the Warriors are a mediocre team with the potential to get better. I mean, we've seen this before. They look good one night, and then they look meh the next night. And eventually, they'll get James Wiseman back. They'll get Kevon Looney back. Hey, maybe they'll even get Marquise Chris back. But right now, the Warriors in this game played like a team who kind of got embarrassed. I mean, they didn't get blown out the night before, but they definitely should have won that game. They blew a 14-point lead. They're clearly better then the Spurs, especially without LaMarcus Aldridge. They got 14 from Wiggins. They got 12 from Oubre. Granted, those dudes did not shoot well. Wiggins was five for 14, Oubre four for 14. So Wiggins is still in kind of his mini slump. And I did say that the basketball gods, for some reason, won't let Wiggins and Kelly Oubre shoot well on the same night but it's pretty clear that they will let those guys shoot poorly on the same night. Overall, though, solid win. Again, like all I'm looking for is progress. <laughs> Eric Pascal played a ton better. Maybe he was just rusty the previous game. Brad Wanamaker hit a three-pointer. You know, he's been he's been iffy lately, so we'll see if he finds a groove eventually. Juan Toscano Anderson, he also shot five for 14. That's like, you know, kind of the magic range, magic number. But he was active. And just like I said, the first Spurs game was just one game. This is also just one game. Coming back from this road trip, 2 and 2 was the hope, the expectation especially without your two main centers. But what I'm looking for is for them to string together a few of these performances. You know, it's like they're 13 and 12 now. The most that they've been above 500, I think is just two games. A lot of this chatter can be put to rest if they climb a little bit higher. Next they get the Orlando Magic at home. That's definitely a winnable game. Hopefully they can string some of these games together, be consistent, win some games, you know? Steph got help tonight, but like, where were y'all last game? You know what I mean? I don't want to get too down on heartbreaking losses, and I don't want to get too up on these blowout type wins either. Let's see what happens next game. It's like, okay, great. They came out, and they had energy, and they were active, and they were aggressive, And they cut down on their mistakes, you know, like they were all very, very focused. Let's do it again. And then let's do it again after that. That's all I really want to see. You know, it was being tossed about amongst Warriors Twitter and other podcasts, what the plan is for this season, right? Like, you know, Kerr said that he didn't want to increase Steph's minutes just to win a few games, that he wanted to make sure they had longevity. And I'll be honest, I am fine Either way, if he wanted to play Steph a couple more minutes, I don't think it would kill him. But if he wants to stick to his rotations, then fine. Someone else has to prove that he can pick up the slack. Steph can't save you every night, especially in this compacted schedule. If they want to get anywhere, they're just going to have to play better overall. And yeah, like in close games, I get it, right? If you see the second unit letting a lead slip away or getting further behind, you just want to turn off that faucet, right? And Steph will turn off that faucet. So the sooner you get him in, like a minute or two of time on court is huge when you're bleeding points. So maybe there are going to be times. I mean, there have been times where Kerr has left Curry in to start the fourth quarter if he's been hot to see if he can build a lead, a more comfortable lead or something. But as a general rule, sure. If Kerr wants to stick with it, he can. Wiseman's going to have to get better. Oubre's going to have to get better. Wiggins is going to have to get better. But let's face facts, we're not going to win the title this year. What I want, other people may have different opinions, but what I want is to see progress. I want to see James Wiseman improve. Yeah, I want to see Wiseman get better. I want him to have a full offseason with the Warriors developmental team, the training staff in the Warriors facility, have some time to really absorb and reflect on his first season and kind of get some time. It's not just the game time. It's like the time in between where you learn and where you build and how you get better. I want to see Curry have a peak season. I want to see Wiggins improve and be more consistent. I want to see Ubre improve so they can trade him for as good of an asset as possible before the trade deadline, because they're definitely not going to sign him for next season because he's just too expensive for all his flaws. Like he'd be a great off the bench guy. Once Clay gets back, he'll just cost way too much. And he's a free agent, obviously. So he's going to be looking for like a decent contract at age 25, going into 26. So instead of letting him walk, you got to trade him. If he walks for nothing, then you lose an asset. They gave up a draft pick for him. Fingers crossed. I want to see the Warriors get the Minnesota pick in either the four or five slot. Top five, I think, is where you're going to get a potential star. Those are the guys who could have easily been the number one pick in the most recent draft, the James Wiseman draft. If I had to make a choice right now, I would love for the Warriors to get Jonathan Kaminga. That would be awesome. I want Clay to get healthy, and I want the Warriors. I want them to get to the playoffs. I want them to have fun. I want them to make noise in the playoffs, get as far as they can. But again, face facts, unless some crazy injuries or COVID stuff happens, the Warriors are not going to win the title. I mean, if they do great, I'm not going to cheer against it if they get close, if they upset some teams, I'm not going to cheer against it. I will be one of the loudest people losing my mind because obviously it would mean like Steph Curry's having some amazing historic run. So perspective, right? Perspective. Long term, let's not give away the house for Bradley Beal. As much as I like that dude and respect his game and think he's a great player, I just don't think he's worth it especially when you look at what other teams have had to give up to get quote-unquote star players. I mean, I don't think Beal is on the level of James Harden or Anthony Davis, but look at what Milwaukee gave up for Drew Holiday. Beal is better than Drew Holiday, so you'll have to give up more than that. Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter, at Patrick Cupino, EPINO, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out, OaklandWarriors.com, and be sure to share this podcast with your warrior fan friends. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.